you're listening to Oodles of Financial Advice with Jeremy Oodle. I mean, Udell. Jeremy is a certified financial planner. He's licensed in Florida to sell insurance. He has Series 7, 24, and 65 securities licenses. And he's here to give you Oodles of Financial Advice. Thousands of years ago, some people came up with the idea of a calendar. It made a lot of sense for tracking the seasons and figuring out when to plant and when to harvest, when storms might show up that could affect your lives, when animals might move through your territory. All of these things that make a lot of sense for agrarian hunter-gatherers, things such as that, they felt like tracking the days made some sense. And along those lines, they came up with a means of tracking time as they lived. They came up with this whole idea of a calendar. And that calendar is going to affect you very soon as it resets coming up towards the end of the year. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another bowl of oodles with me, Jeremy Udell. Today, I'm discussing... The big deadline that's approaching, that's December 31st to January 1st, that annual switchover. 2024 is just around the corner. I know for so many of us, these years just fly by and you can't believe that we're already getting towards the holidays and thinking about all of that. And as we head into that time, starting from Halloween for you know, and definitely into Thanksgiving and of course, the Christmas or Hanukkah or any other holidays you're supporting, you're celebrating in December, those things can take a lot of your focus, which is why I just wanted to remind you this end of the year is something to pay attention to, especially as it comes to your finances. There are a lot of things to pay attention to because for better or worse, We have this annual reset, and it has to do, for a lot of us, with what we will pay in taxes in the coming year. If you forget to pay attention to the end of the year, you can miss some possible tax savings or cause yourself to miss out on planning opportunities that you weren't paying attention to. I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story I had a very nice couple come to sit in my office. They had a huge tax bill coming due. And I had talked about taxes at a presentation they'd been at. And, you know, we do some thinking about taxes. We are not CPAs. We don't do, uh, you know, give you tax advice uh, in that way. And we don't, we certainly don't do returns. But we do have ideas that can save people money on their taxes. However, these people came to me, it was February, and they told me that in December of the previous year, they'd sold a business. And they'd gotten quite the windfall out of it. But now, in the current tax year, they had to pay this tax. As of April, or if they extended maybe into October, they would have to come up with the money to cover the taxable event that they'd had. 
And they asked me, they said, Jeremy, you said you've got some great tax saving strategies. Is there anything you can do to help us offset some of this tax bill? Well, we do have strategies that can help people possibly save taxes by setting up some charitable endeavors or maybe putting installing some kind of retirement plan where they defer some money. But when you have a big windfall, let's say you sell a home, for instance, or a business, as I said, you have until the end of that year to do any offsetting planning. So let's say, for instance, there was a charitable technique I could have done for them, and they could have taken, let's say, 20, 25% of the money they received and put it into some sort of charitable device that would have given them a, a tax deduction. They would have had a huge taxable income from the sale that year that they could have offset against for putting in that money. However, if they put that same money year into a, a charitable device in February of the next tax year, well, their taxable income was going to be based on the February tax year, not the December tax year when they sold the business. I talked to someone recently who was selling their home and they had a closing date of December 22nd. Now, luckily for them, they already have some taxable losses that they're carrying over. But not everyone has that. And not everyone is aware of all of the ways they might be able to offset that kind of gain. So if you're looking to sell a home or a business, have any kind of taxable event coming up over the next month or two, you might want to consider, if you can, delaying your closing into January. Just a thought. And that gives you the whole next year to consider options with your financial advisors, your tax advisors, your attorneys, to see if there might be a way you can find some ways to save some taxes or structure those proceeds in a way that might not affect you quite as strongly, might save you some money in the long run. But if you, if you go ahead and close towards the end of this year and you don't get anything offsetting done by midnight, December 31st, you're done. Very little can be done at that point to offset any taxes. It's going to be attributed to tax year 2023, and there's very little you can do in tax year 2024 to take that money down. So that's just one thing to consider. If you've got some sort of big event coming up for this year when it comes to making a sale or any other type of event that could cause a big tax hit for you, maybe you're going to exercise some stock options, strongly consider doing that towards the beginning of next year so that you can consider options for mitigating taxes, if it's something you're interested in. If not, if you don't care about saving money on your taxes, forget I said anything. But no matter what, if you're curious about saving some money on a big taxable event, please take the time to reach out to your advisors. And of course, you can always reach out to me. As I said, not a CPA, but I might have some ideas that you and I and your CPA can sit down, maybe your attorney if it's necessary as well, put our heads together and come up with some ways to save you some money on taxes, maybe benefit your family down the line or some causes you care about and help you out when it comes to saving some money on that taxes and taking some money back from the IRS and giving it to people you care about.
not everyone has that massive, big, taxable hit coming due from some sort of transaction. But almost everyone has something they should be looking at for the end of the year, whether they're your 401k contributions, your charitable contributions, taking advantage of other employee benefits that might expire by the end of the year or that you have to contribute to by the end of the year. You really want to take a look at all of those things. So let's talk a little bit about what you want to consider. One of the big ones is contributions to retirement plans. Now, if you have an IRA or Roth IRA, the good news is you actually have until April 15th of 2024 to contribute for tax year 2023. You don't have to worry quite as much about coming up with that money or making the decision of which type of plan IRA or Roth IRA or how you want to contribute it until a little bit later. Maybe you'll have a little bit more breathing room without the holidays hanging over you. However, if you are a participant in a 401k plan and you haven't already maxed out your contributions that you can make this year, and you think you have the resources available to be able to put some more money away for this tax year, time to take a look at that. Because if you don't make those contributions for this year, you can't make them up next year. Now, if you're older, you might be able to make catch-up contributions, but that's not what I mean. For this tax year in a 401k plan, whatever money has been contributed by December 31st is all that can be attributed for this tax year. If you have some money and you know that you can defer a little bit more into that 401k plan over the next month or two until, well, until December 31st, it's probably a good idea to take a look at your finances and see if you can afford to contribute a little more if you haven't already maxed out those 401k contributions. Simply because the sooner you get money into a retirement savings type of plan, the sooner you get that tax, the tax savings, the sooner it can start working for you and growing for retirement. Take a look at it. Same thing with your IRA and 401k. It's good to start thinking about, I'm sorry, your Roth IRAs, your traditional IRAs. It's good to start thinking about it now, even if you're not going to necessarily have to make that contribution right now. And any other employee-sponsored plans you might have, you might want to just take a look and see what's going on with your defined benefit plan, cash balance plan, stock options, anything that might be going on. It's always good to review all of that. But the big one that definitely resets as of the new year is the 401k. So take a look at that. Another thing that certainly resets by the end of the year are your ability to make charitable contributions to offset any taxes for the end of this tax year. Unlike contributions to your IRAs or Roth IRAs, if you want to get a charitable deduction for this year, now you have to make a good sized one to get over your standard deductions, be able to itemize and, and all of that. But at the same time, it's worth it to take a look and see if you're going to make a sizable contribution and you want to offset some your taxable income with it for this tax year, then you probably want to take a look at getting that done, getting that finalized, whether that's outright giving or setting up some sort of charitable giving plan, maybe a donor advised fund or a charitable remainder trust, whatever you might be looking at for your charitable planning. If you want it to offset the taxes of tax year 2023, time to go ahead and get that finished. Now, maybe, maybe you're working with a financial advisor and 
you're already fi- you've already figured out that you're going to save more by doing it in 2024. That's great. This is why you should work with a financial advisor, especially towards the end of the year, to make sure that you're checking all the boxes of when should I do things? What should I give? Does it make sense if I'm going to give charitably to maybe make double contributions every two years, one at the very beginning, one at the very end, so that I can get over the threshold to save some money on that charitable giving. Not saying you should be only thinking about yourself with making your charitable gifts. Most people give charitably simply because they love the cause they're giving to, their university, their religious institution, maybe a cancer society, whatever it might be. You're probably making those gifts because those causes do good work because you care about them, and that's understandable. But if you are at all interested in saving some money on taxes in the best ways possible, probably worthwhile to think about how you're structuring those charitable gifts, and the end of the year is a big time to make sure that if you don't have a plan, you start looking at one, and if you do have a plan, you make sure you're following through in the right ways. Finally, other retirement benefits. Just pull them up. Go on the website or call your HR person at your work, whatever it might be, and get a sense of what other benefits are available that I might lose if I don't take advantage of them by the end of the year. There are so many out there, it's almost hard to name them all, but things like HSAs and FSAs are very common in the big corporations these days. And a lot of times the end of the tax year can be a time where if you don't contribute or you don't use whatever is in the plan or whatever it might be by the end of the year, you might not be able to make that contribution or you might lose the money you've contributed to in some of these plans. You really need to use up your FSA because if you don't use up your FSA, you could have contributed and get no benefit. It's just gone. Make sure you're paying attention to those things and don't miss out just because, oh God, I have 18 parties to go to in December. I just don't have the time. That's so many of us and it's understandable. But please, please don't lose out on the benefits because you got so busy in December. If you have any questions about any of this, I'm more than happy to try and help guide you in the right ways to think about this, the places you can look to figure this stuff out. Feel free to shoot me an email, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com, or give me a call, 941-951-0443. Since we're heading towards that time of the year, I thought I would talk a little bit about one of the holidays that is making a comeback in my life. And that is the holiday of Hanukkah. Hanukkah, the Jewish holiday, the festival of lights that takes place right around the same time of year as Christmas every single year. Yet, for years and years, I've pretty much dismissed it in my life. Not because I don't care about it. In fact, the story of Hanukkah is something I treasure it's the story of how the Maccabees basically fought for religious freedom in their homeland and were able to expel a greater power just because they cared so much about their right to be able to celebrate the way they wanted to, uh, have the religion they wanted to, and those things had been outlawed by the local Greek powers. Uh, things like reading the Torah were, had been banned in the areas they lived, and so they were able to rise up and kick out 
the the imperial power, if you will. And it's a heck of a holiday. And if I recall, the numbers are something like 3,000 Maccabees uh, fought 46,000 Greek soldiers and through different strategies and fighting guerrilla warfare, they won and were able to take over their homeland. It was a wonderful story. And, and again, I, I care about it a great deal. But it's not a particularly important religious holiday on the Jewish calendar. In fact, most people don't realize it doesn't even fall within the story of the Old Testament, the Tanakh, as Jews call it, the Torah Nevi'im Ketuvim. It is a holiday on the calendar near Christmas. And Christmas is such a powerful holiday, beautiful holiday with amazing music and the lights and, of course, the presents that I believe, this is just me sort of speculating now, I'm telling you more than I actually know, credit to uh, my mother-in-law for, for that awesome statement, that Jewish parents were looking for a holiday to create, to provide Jewish children their own form of Christmas. And, hey, here's this holiday that lasts eight nights. What if we gave a present every single night for eight nights? This is not a tradition that has been around for thousands of years with, with Jews. This is a very recent eventuality in our history that we, uh, that we do this thing where we make a big deal out of each night, and each night you get a gift, and we sing the songs, and Hanukkah becomes this outsized holiday for Jewish children because it's right around the same time as Christmas, and they get presents, and we get together as family. Now, some of the things have been around a long time. The latkes, the potato pancakes, uh, are a long-time tradition. But the idea of it being sort of a Jewish Christmas came about, I think, because it needed to compete with the power that is Christmas in America. Uh, you know, I, I'm a, you know, a, a very, a, a very um, let's just say, uh, I care greatly about my Judaism, yet... I find myself loving going down the Christmas lit streets and looking at all the lights. And the other day we went to the Festival of Trees here in Orlando at the Orlando Museum of Art. And it's gorgeous. I mean, it's, it's really amazing. So why is Hanukkah making a comeback? <laughs> well, because I have a daughter now. And my daughter is going to want to know a little bit about her heritage and Hanukkah is still a great way to begin to teach children about our own heritage in a way they can understand. Look at the pretty candles, look at this great story of our people, and by the way, here's some yummy food and some presents for you that are specific to our holiday. And I'm excited to begin to get back towards Hanukkah again and share that time with my wife and my, my family, and of course, my baby girl, Savannah. I'd love to hear about your traditions. What are your favorite things about the holidays coming up? Feel free to reach out to me and tell me what you love. Um, my uh, email is jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com, and my phone number is 941-951-0443. I hope all of you have a very happy holiday season and a great new year. 
And um, hopefully I'll have a, get, a, get a couple more podcasts out before the new year clicks over, but I wanted to go ahead and get that out there now. Uh, it's the week of Thanksgiving as I'm recording this, and, um, you know, things get crazy, as I talked about earlier. I hope all of you have a very happy holiday season. That's it for the podcast. I hope all of you had a very happy Thanksgiving. And uh, I want to thank, of course, my awesome sister, Megan Udell. I want to send a shout out to Bruce and Janet Udell, my mother and father, who I work with, but who are also amazing parents and who I love very much and are now amazing grandparents. And of course, Megan is an amazing aunt. I also want to send a shout out to my beautiful wife, Rebecca, who's been so supportive of me with this podcast and uh, with my other podcast, The Poodoo Cast, which I do with my friend David Vizana. Uh, you can check that out, same place you check this podcast out. Um, so if you're interested in any of that, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I really do wish everyone a very great and exciting new year. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to continue to, to change up this podcast, do more interesting things. If you have any ideas for what you'd like to hear, I really would love to hear from you. Please feel free to reach out to us, jeremy at wealthenjoyment.com, or give me a call, 941-951-0443. Look forward to seeing you here again soon, when I'll have more oodles for your noodle.